It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We've seen the NBA lottery shakeout. We've now seen the NBA combine come and go. It's going to be time for player interviews and private workouts with teams. So let's update our NBA draft big board for the 2021 NBA draft. We had our first version prior to the lottery and the combine. Let's see whose stock is rising and falling after those two major events on today's show. Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Check out Michelob Ultra today. We're going to dive into the NBA Draft Big Board 2.0, talking about whose stock is rising, whose is falling, and so much more. With this, we're going to go over the players, just talk about them in general, and also tell you where they're ranked at in my Big Board 1.0 and see how they have changed. We're also going to get into, of course, the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week later on, and more about this NBA draft. Remember, today's the big board tomorrow, and the next day will be two NBA draft profiles that are going to be very comprehensive for every single prospect in this draft. And then Friday, we'll have a mock draft episode to get back in the groove of the mock draft post-lottery and combine. So a lot to get to draft-related today and throughout this week. Make sure you follow along anywhere you get your podcast from. So let's start, of course, with the top five. We have Cade Cunningham at number one. The point guard that's 19 years old from Oklahoma State. In the last big board, he was ranked number one as well. I don't want to overthink this. I think that we're getting dangerously close to having the NBA world overthink this. Cade's been number one all year long. The only real knock on Cade's game is his turnovers. And in my opinion, those turnovers are not something that will linger to the NBA level. I think that those are a product of his teammates being not very good and the spacing in college being atrocious just by the nature of the college game and all that goes into playing college basketball and him trying to do too much. I think that that all changes at the NBA level. He reduces the turnovers, and now, without those turnovers, he's kind of the flawless prospect we all thought he would be, and he is a franchise-changing guy. Let's not spend too much time trying to reinvent the wheel here. It's Cade Cunningham number one. We could see Troy Weaver do something crazy, but to me, you've got to pick Cade Cunningham, and whenever the dust settles, it's going to be Cade Cunningham number one. Now, at number two, this used to be... Kind of a hot take. I, I was one of the first people to do this, but number two, Jalen Green. I have Jalen Green as my number two prospect overall. Uh, it used to be, again, kind of a, a shot in the arm to the listeners of like, whoa, Jalen Green two and not Evan Mobley or not even Jalen Suggs. 
No, I have Jalen Green too because he's 19 years old. Had a nice season with the G League Ignite. I think that this guy is going to be a bona fide superstar on the offensive end. He's going to lead this league in scoring multiple times and be your scoring champ at the NBA level multiple times throughout his NBA career. When you get that high power offense, that elite trait, and with some defensive upside. Now, I do not believe that he'll ever make an all-defensive team or he'll ever be like just this great defender. But I do think that with more of an effort defensively, with his body and his frame, and with his coachability, that he'll be able to be average to above average defensively. And if you're an average defender while being a superstar offensive player, you're one of the best in the league. Like hands down, one of the best players in this entire league. And I think that the ceiling for him is one of the most obtainable ceilings we've ever seen. I think that his mental makeup, uh, the way that he puts in the effort, you know, his work ethic, everything about his game screams superstar. And I don't see anything getting in the way of that outside of an injury. And we cannot project injury. So for me, the only way that will, the only thing that will derail Jalen Green's career is not a coaching staff, is not a organizational fit, it is not anything talent-wise. It is simply an injury. I think that you plug this guy in anywhere, no matter if you're the Kings who are just inept or if you are the Raptors, Thunder, any of these teams that have a, a great reputation of developing players. No matter where he goes, he's going to fit in. He's going to be great and excel outside of an injury. So I have number two with a bullet. He is incredible for me. One of my favorite players to ever come out of the draft in a long, 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 long time. Any other draft to me, he's number one for sure, but Kate is just that tantalizing. Number three, I have Evan Mobley, the center from UFC, USC. Last rank was number three as well. The top five is not going to change, folks. So after the top five, we'll start giving our rankings up from the last time. But the top five is exactly the same as last time. Evan Mobley at three. I love him as a rim roller. I'm not sure how he progresses as a perimeter player, although there's a lot of people who tell me he's going to progress very well as a perimeter player. I think whenever you mix Evan Mobley's floor with his ceiling, you just can't pass up on this guy. You cannot let him fall past three because everyone else has way dramatic of a floor and not that high of a reward. With Mobley, you're going to get a high floor. I think he's at least going to be a quality NBA starter and a ceiling that can go past that into a unicorn status of, of a Kevin Durant type. Shout out Richard Stamen. I like Mobley just like Green and Cunningham better. This is a rare draft where there's not really a right or wrong answer pre-draft. Like there's another one that truly transcends anything in a good way. It's because we all think that these guys could all be special. There's a pathway for this top five to be elite. Now, obviously the odds say that will not happen, but there is a path for all these guys to be studs and franchise changers. And so whenever there is that path for all these guys, that creates such splitting of the hairs uh, to where if you pull 10 draft experts, you're going to get 10 different answers probably of their big board. Uh, so number four, I have Jalen Suggs taking a bit of a hit, I believe, in the stock area, right? Like I think that most people are now kind of waning off of Jalen Suggs, uh, but the guard from Gonzaga, I just value guard play a lot. I think that he can be an all-star kind of player. I think that he has not done anything to hurt his stock. And I'm not really in love with what Scotty Barnes or Kaminga has done to improve their stock. Yes, I think that they've been looked at differently these last couple of days and these last couple of weeks, but not enough to me to bump them up above Suggs, who I already had at four. So I'm going to keep Suggs where he's at. I have Kaminga five, as I always have. Kaminga is a wing to the ignite. I love Kaminga's game. I think that that shooting translates to the NBA level better. I think that he can improve that shooting. And if I had to bank on one of the guys, Kaminga or Barnes, uh, to become a better shooter at the NBA game, I'm banking on Kaminga, who's already shown off his ability to shoot better at the combine, albeit in an open gym. 
in front of no defense whatsoever. Just the shot mechanics, though, look really good comparatively to Scotty Barnes, who is still trying to work out his shot mechanics, as he told us uh, in his media session last week. Still, though, I have Scotty Barnes 6. His last ranking was 7, so he bumps up one spot. I, I like his game. I like what he can do. I think that Scotty Barnes is a safer pick than Kaminga. Like, if you want to guarantee yourself an NBA player, you're going to go Scotty Barnes because there is a way that Kaminga flames out. But Scotty Barnes is a lower ceiling to me than Kaminga. So with Scotty Barnes, a lot of Thunder fans and a lot of Thunder media have talked themselves into Scotty Barnes because he's kind of the option, right? Since he's the guy at six, you're going to talk yourself into him being this superstar. But again, it's about reinventing the wheel. If you've had Kaminga five all year long and Kaminga's done nothing but but show you improvement with his jump shot, I'm not sure he's going to move him down. There are some people who did have Barnes at five before the combine and before the lottery, so I will respect those uh, rankings. But this is also a big word about talent and not a mock draft. Now, however, I could see a way where... Barnes goes forward to Toronto or goes to, because that's how the lottery shook out. And Toronto's a team who wants to have a more impactful player right away. And they don't want to just kind of sit around and wait for Kaminga because Kaminga will not be ready this year to be an impactful contributor on a playoff team. But Scotty Barnes, I think, will. And so I think that that's where you can see Kaminga uh, fall in the draft, lower than, than Barnes. But just pure talent-wise and projecting uh, the better careers on a big board, I have Kaminga at five, Barnes at six. Goes back to what we just addressed, though. Not a huge knock on Barnes. It's just a tribute to how good all these players will be. And so if you take Scotty Barnes above Kaminga, I'm not going to be up in arms about it. There's no right or wrong answer here uh, in really any big board scenario, but especially in this draft class where you can make the argument for almost any player being great. Which leads us to our next player, James McKnight. James McKnight, a shooting guard from UConn. I have at seven. Last rank was eight. Richard Stamen, who's one of my most respected draft experts, has him at five and has had him at five for months now, uh, goes back to Scotty Barnes, who Chad Ford and John Hollinger, two of the most respected in this business, have in the top four. Like It's just all different no matter where you go. And it's a tribute to these players, not anything else. It's not a knock on these players. It's actually a tribute to how good this draft class was. Whereas last year, we were trying to figure out if Wiseman, Ball, and Edwards were even any good at basketball. We know all these guys on paper are going to be good. It's a matter of determining who's going to be the best. And when you're doing it that way, it's harder to define. Whereas last year, the Wolves were looking to move out of the first pick overall any way they could before settling on Anthony Edwards. Uh, when you win the lottery this year, you're, you're jumping them down with joy. But I do have James Bugnan at seven. I think that he's a walk at, walking bucket getter. I think he's going to be way more efficient at the NBA level. I think he'll be a steal. I'm not sure he'll go in the top 10 or even the top seven. Uh, but I think that just pure talent-wise, I have Bugnan at seven because of his offensive game. And I think that he can be a below-average defender or an average defender, and if he's one of those two categories on defense with his ability to score, that's a hell of a ball player to get in that range. I believe that his efficiency will translate to the NBA level at a higher clip because he'll be in a better offensive scheme. There was no spacing. There was no real talent around him, and the plays that were drawn up for Boog Knight were not very good. It resulted in him taking a lot of difficult shots that were not necessarily his decision-making, but more so the product of the play ran at UConn, sure, he still made questionable decisions, but it, it felt like he put the pressure of the team on himself, whereas on a better quality basketball team, does not have to do that. He talked a lot in his pre-draft interview about that, and I just love the confidence and swagger coming off of James Boot Knight. That's why I bumped him up one spot from 8 to 7. We're going to get to 8 through the top 10 and through the top 30 coming up, but I do want to tell right now, but good friends over at Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra is sponsoring today's podcast and bringing you the player of the week. 
Today's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Lou Dort. Set your alarms right now for 6.55 Central Standard Time. Go watch ESPN Plus's Team Canada takes on Greece. We get to watch Lou Dort play basketball again today. It'll be a ton of fun. He'll play again tomorrow, same time, same channel. It'll be a ton of fun to watch him lock down opponents yet again for Team Canada. Sneaky good team, Team Canada. I like the roster. I would have loved it more, of course, with Jamal Murray and SGA. Sadly, they're out due to injury. But we get to watch Lou Dort, RJ Barrett, and some other great NBA players in this matchup. So make sure you tune in to our lone Thunder player right now uh, playing in action, in actual basketball action. Uh, Michael Ultra Player of the Week, Lou Dort. He brings us, of course, joy, happiness, and enjoyment. He's done it all season long. He's done it for his two years in the NBA. He'll continue to do it for years to come with the Thunder. So enjoy it just as you enjoy Michelob Ultra. And make sure you crack one open while you're watching the Olympics or watching the NBA playoffs. They're great for any occasion. Michelob Ultra, get it anywhere you get your beverages and drink responsibly. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. It's time to continue our big board. We left off with James Knight, and then here's where we get a little controversial. There's a ton of opinions on this guy that are kind of fluctuated, right? You either love this guy or hate this guy with a passion. At eight, I have Keon Johnson, the guard from Tennessee. Last time, I had him six. I've bumped him down a little bit. That's more so a product of guys being you know, improving versus him doing anything very negative. He had a great physical combine, right? The, the attributes of him physically, the measurements, all that fun stuff were in his favor, although that was expected. So I'm not sure how much that, that really improves anything because we expected that to happen for Keon Johnson. I still believe that outside of the top five, outside of Kaminga, Green, Mobley, Suggs, Cunningham, outside of that group, that Keon Johnson has the biggest star potential, Started playing ball late. Very raw player. Will take some time. Amazing athlete. I believe that the shooting can improve more than most people do. I think that Keon Johnson's worth the flyer to take on, uh, especially with that ceiling as an NBA player. I think that his strict athleticism and ability to translate that athleticism to defense will keep him in this league for a long time. I like Keon Johnson. He is at eight. He's also interviewed with the Thunder and talked with the Thunder. Number nine, another player who has talked with the Thunder, Jalen Johnson, a guard from Duke. Last time, he was ranked 12th for my big board, rising a bit because of his great interview process uh, with the media and with teams from what I'm hearing. Love Jalen Johnson's game uh, in terms of the possibilities of it. Still a player that needs to prove a lot, did not get to play too much from Duke. Of course, has the the question marks of leaving about three different schools now, you know, the high school, IMG, and Duke. But he has that potential that you do not want to miss on, and I think that he can be a top-10 talent in this draft, number 10, Davion Mitchell, the guard from Baylor. He's rising for most people. For me, he's rise seven spots. Last time I had him at 17, now I have him at 10. Uh, but I think he's going to be an elite defender and a quality scorer. And when you mix those two together, you're going to get a top 10 player. But it's not a guy I would take at six or anywhere above 10 for me. Maybe the Warriors at seven would take him because they're in a different spot than most teams are. 
He has risen for me from 17 to 10, but not higher than that. And I don't project him any higher than that moving forward with our big boards from now until the draft. Moses Moody, I have an 11. For me, he's a wing that will at least be a 3 and D option and be a solid player. And the reason why he's fallen a bit from the last time out ranking at 9 and now ranking at 11 is because I'm not really sure how much better he'll be than a 3 and D option. But again, if I can guarantee you in this draft, in any draft at 11 or in that range, you're going to at least get a solid 3 and D starter. They're going to take that most times than not. Number 12, I have Josh Giddy, the guard, a huge playmaker. Not sure if he can play off ball at all, but we'll see if he can progress on that. And from everything that I've seen and heard, he's made a lot of progression on a shot, which would be big for him. If he can become a good shooter or a quality shooter, at least, that would open up his game so much and make him a steal of the draft. Last time I had him ranked at 10, now he's at 12. Number 13, same spot as last time, Jaden Springer, the guard from Tennessee. He is a sticky, sticky, sticky player. He will stick in this league forever. He will be a quality, scrappy go-getter that will do all the dirty work and can also progress as a nice contributor uh, in this league. I love what he brings to the table. He has potential to be a kind of a borderline all-star player, kind of like a Mike Conley role where like he's respected. Uh, he's a very quality player, but maybe only makes one all-star team and maybe doesn't ever get that respect of an all-star level respect, uh, but should at certain moments in his career. Uh, maybe that's kind of his ceiling and his potential, but I really do like his game, Jaden Springer. Number 14, I have Sinjin, the center, who is a great scorer in the paint, but the old school big label for me is going to be tough to shake and it's not very enticing to me. He's... Come up a bit in the draft, though. I had him last time at 16. Now I have him at 14. Number 15, Zaire Williams, the wing that's a shot creator playmaker uh, from the perimeter. He can be a huge star power player, or he can fade out of the league. Reminds me of how polarizing that Dennis Smith Jr. could be, whereas pre-draft and certain glimpses of his rookie year, he looks like a guy that could steal headlines and could uh, really impact your team for a long time, and then eventually just kind of fades away and goes into the oblivion of playing for Detroit this year. Very big boomer bust potential, but... If you're the Thunder, for example, and he falls to 16, what else would you look for than a boomer bust guy? That, that could be awesome. And if he's not so great, well, you take a shot at least instead of going the safe route and getting a, just a mediocre contributor. At 16, I have Kai Jones, the center from Texas. I think that he'll be an elite NBA defender and can actually stay on the floor in the playoffs as a center. Maybe that's crazy to think, but I think that he could do it. I believe he's going to be one of the best rim runners in the NBA. And he'll be a solid highlight maker if he gets with good guard play that can give him the lob and let him show off his athleticism. I had him at 14 last time. Drops a little bit for me, but that's more of a product of other players than uh, a knock on him. I think that he can be a solid option at the center spot as long as you believe his defense can translate to the playoffs, which is what really matters when evaluating centers. 17, I have Franz Wagner. Guard, good shooter. Don't love much else from him. He's moved up one spot from 18. Number 18, though, taking his place. I have the sharpshooter from Iowa standing 6'6 with a 6'11 wingspan, Joe Wiskamp, deadly shooter. His numbers even suggest he'll be better than Corey Kispert, who I'm not in love with. A high-impact rookie from the word go was not on my big board last time around for the top 30, uh, but is now 18. Fast riser. Trust me, this guy will will make an impression at the NBA level, and I think that he's going to be a guy that can impact this game in a big way from day one. 19, I have Shreve Cooper, who has talked with the Thunder and met with the Thunder. Guard from Auburn, playmaker. I believe in his ability to finish at the rim better at the NBA level and, and progress as a shooter. Last time out, he was 25. Now he's all up to 19 because of how great his combine was. Size concerns for sure, but I do believe in his offensive game progressing more than most. 20, I have Cam Thomas. 
who has a promise from someone, a guard from LSU, that we right in that range of the 18th overall pick if his promises from Oklahoma City, uh, could be an elite NBA scorer one day and an above-average defender if he can progress to that point. Of course, we talked about it before, but elite NBA scorer and above-average defender is a hell of a ball player. Last time out, ranked 24th. I have moving up four spots to 20. 21, I have Isaiah Todd. I've been on high Isaiah Todd for a long time. I bumped him up two spots. His body looks a lot better at the combine. Elite playmaker for his size. Can be an efficient scorer, I think, at the NBA level and can improve his finishing at the NBA level. I think that he's going to be a man amongst boys. The wing from the G League 19, who's kind of been forgotten about a little bit, will go in the first round, I believe, and make a huge impact and be a steal for whoever gets him in this range. I have Jared Butler, the guard from Baylor at 22. Great score. Do not love much else about his game. Uh, I, I don't really know what he'll actually be in the NBA level. Uh, his last his last ring was 19. I've been dropping down a bit to 22. We'll get to 23 through 30 coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing. Track all that action at betonline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on will get you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I want to tell you right now, but our good friends over at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com? is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. Incredible, isn't it? Rockauto.com. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that they have an amazing website and that I do not have to know a single thing about cars, not one. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting time, money, or effort or resources on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. They're never going to upcharge you, so you're going to save money by going to rockauto.com. Whenever you go there, tell them Lockdown sent you. Anyhow, did you hear about a box? And they'll know what to do from there. Now, let's get back to the NBA draft big board. We left off with Isaiah Todd, Jared Butler, number 23 now. I have Corey Kispert. One of my biggest followers from 18 to 23, I'm not in love with anything Corey Kispert does. I think that he's kind of an overrated shooter a bit. I think that he's an old player that does not really seem to progress much. I think that he cannot even really be an average defender at the NBA level. I'm not really sure what people love about Corey Kispert other than that kind of overrated shooting ability. But I do have him at 23. He'll probably go in the first round for sure. But I'm not really in love with taking him in the lottery whatsoever. 24, I have A.O., the guard who will be an elite defender from Illinois, the NBA athlete, will be an above-average shoot, above shooter considering his size and what he does defensively. Like his game a lot. He's dropped four spots for me, but still a very quality player. Number 25, the riser for three spots is Chris Duarte. Last time out, 28. Now at 25, Chris Duarte has an NBA promise from somebody in the first round. We'll see who it is. An elite NBA trait. His shooting and finishing can be very, very good. He can contribute from a, from a team day one. Has a promise again, but he is 24. So like 24 would be one of the oldest players on the Thunder. And if you take away a guy like Kemba Walker, if they re-sign Mike Muscala, if you only look at the long-term pieces, he would be the oldest player on the Thunder. Not really sure he's a fit for the Thunder at all, but a good NBA player nonetheless. 
Number 26, who could be a fit for the Thunder, is Bones Highland. The, the VCU guard, 20 years old, I think will be a bona fide stud offensively. Awesome player on the offensive end. Not sure how his defense progresses, but I don't really care about defense right now in terms of trying to find offense and in terms of drafting this late in the draft. Was not ranked last time out, but has made an impression, and I think it will go for sure in the first round at some point. Number 27, I have Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's just a polished NBA player. Good playmaking, good scoring, good defense, good IQ player. Not elite at anything, but good at everything. So I have him at 27, the same as last time, from Villanova. Always going to give a bump to Villanova kids. 28, I have JT Thor. JT Thor, who was once kind of viewed as a project second rounder who might not even stay in the draft, is now viewed as a first-round pick, 18 years old, great athlete. He's a big that can shoot better than expected. A good defender, a great rim rim runner with explosiveness. One of the best risers at the Combine. Shot nearly 30% from three in college, even at 6'10", and shot 74% from the line. His shooting touch looks a lot better in Chicago even, and so I think that his shooting touch and his athleticism will get him drafted in the first round. I would love JT Thor to go to the Thunder. I would even, for the Thunder, overpay for JT Thor in the sense of drafting him at 18 overall. I think that he's a worthwhile project that the Thunder can give time to and allow him to grow into a steal of a player at this NBA draft. Number 29, Trey Murphy, a guy from Virginia who's a sharp shooter, 20 years old, and has a, has talked with the Thunder at 29. I think that he's going to be an NBA 3 and D player from the word go. Shot 72% from the line in college, 43% from three-point line in college. Good into the first round player that can make an impact on a playoff team right away. And then at pick 30, Trey Mann, guard from Florida, 19 years old, great shooter, amazing playmaker, creates gravity for himself and others. And that's very hard to do in college. Do not underestimate that. In college, creating that gravity and spacing is almost impossible for anybody because of the game and the way it's played. I really like Trey Mann. If you want to hear my 31 through 60 or 31 through 75, let me know. We can do the podcast on that as well. If you want more explanation for my rankings, always, always, always hit me up on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. I'll answer every single DM. Mention all that fun stuff at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Don't have Twitter, no problem. Hit me up on the email, lothunderpod at gmail.com. Somehow you don't have email or Twitter, hit me up on the voicemail line, 405-362-7128. Always a way for you to connect with this show. This is your show as much as mine. It's why I say we, even though we're a solo host over here at Ryland underscore styles on Twitter, always get connected, always tune into the show, always respond with the show. So we'll have a draft profile tomorrow and Thursday, also a mock draft Friday. We can do a 31 through 60 big board as well. If you're into that sort of thing, we'll do that at some point next week, probably. This is one of the deeper classes in a long time. I really like a lot of second round picks where I would not just consider them kind of throwaway picks. Like I would consider them very valuable picks, especially where the Thunder are going to be out in the second round. So we'll talk about the second round next week. We did the first round this week, one through 30. Let me know your big board. Who do you most agree with? In the sense of like you would just agree with me wholeheartedly. And who do you vehemently disagree with in, um, of my big board? Who I have way too high? Who I have way too low? Let me know on Twitter again at Ryland underscore styles. Follow along wherever you get your podcast from. We're going to be back tomorrow. So until then, be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.